Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I am your host from the house, Daniel Gotera of the KHU 11 sports team. Hopefully, you guys had a great Memorial Day weekend, a holiday weekend, if you want to call it a holiday weekend during these crazy times that we're living in. Before we get going on this edition of the podcast, which is going to be a little different, I'm going to explain that in a second. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you found this particular uh, audio clip. Um, Go ahead and give me a nice recommendation or send it on to friends and spread the word uh, because I can can use that help for sure. And I appreciate everybody who has tuned in for the very beginning. This is episode 18 of the podcast. And in this episode, we will be catching up with Rockets head coach, Mike D'Antoni. So I mentioned the holiday weekend off the top, Memorial Day. Hopefully you got to spend it with some family, social distancing. Um, If you have been around family this whole time, hopefully you got a chance to just kind of unwind, take a break from the work from home life or just the work life if you're still going into the office um, and just kind of relax a little bit. Take a moment to reflect on just the men and women that made our freedoms possible through their sacrifices in the armed services because we owe them a whole lot, that's for sure. That's what Memorial Day is all about. Yes, we get together with family and, you know, have a cookout and have a couple of uh, adult beverages and play in the yard, although this year it was a little rainy, but that's okay. You can still play. Get outside. That's what's important. But we also have to remember why we uh, celebrate Memorial Day, and that's for all the men and women of the armed services and all the branches of the military. Thank you for their uh, dedication and love to this country. We love this country. They love this country, too. So we need to thank them, not just on Memorial Day weekend, but um, every single day that we get to walk around with the freedoms that we have. Look, I am so happy to see things kind of getting back to normal here, right? It's been a really weird time. I'm not even talking about sports. Sports is, you know, sports is kind of interesting for me. Because, you know, we had our fill with sports with the Last Dance documentary, which was excellent, by the way. Um, we talked to Coach D'Antoni about the Last Dance documentary coming up. But sports have been a little I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I f- I don't know how I feel about not having sports. Like usually I, I I would be missing baseball season a lot, but I guess there's been so many other things that have been on my mind, especially with a new kid at the house, and other people kind of feeling the same way, dealing with the uncertainties of schedules and when they get to go back to work and working from home and there's been so many things that have been on our plates that you know, honestly, I think a lot of people are, are I don't know, say enjoying a break from sports, but just kind of taking a deep breath. I think all signs are pointing to the NFL and college football in the fall uh, for uh, our sports life to really get back to the way we used to see it, um, even though there are going to be less fans in the stands, even if they do have fans in the stands. But, you know, it's, 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 it's weird. Like, sometimes I find myself sitting at home thinking, you know what? I'm not sure if I miss sports right now. I mean, we should be having the NBA playoffs, and that's kind of weird for me to say, but it's it's been a nice little break. You know, we're going to get the playoffs hopefully soon. We've got a deal, a proposal on the table between the NBA and Walt Disney World to 
play the games over there at the uh, Walt Disney World Complex in Orlando. And they have 255 acres. They have plenty of facilities for all these NBA teams to go and play. Uh, so all that stuff's going to be really interesting. Coach D'Antoni touches on that and what his thoughts are on that too. You know, even if we don't see baseball until July 4th, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I think it'll make for an exciting product. We have about 80 games to play, although that's still up in the air, right? Because I, I, I don't really know how fun it's going to be for the actual players to go out and um, just enjoy playing baseball again. There are not going to be any fans in the stands. They have to abide by all these rules that we've listed on the air. You can find them on our website and People have been talking about them, like no handshakes, no spitting, no water coolers. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, batting practice, pitchers have to wear masks. There's social distancing between first and third base coaches and the base runners. I mean, I don't really know if it's even worth it at that point. Like, why play baseball under those conditions? Because I feel like after the first couple of weeks of that high, hey, we're back, the players are excited to be back on the field, like, you have to really kind of motivate yourself to go to an empty ballpark and play under those type of conditions. Um, so baseball is definitely having to juggle what they're going to do. I'm not sure what they're going to do. I could see that July start date possible. I know this week the Astros opened up their facilities for individual workouts in Minute Maid Park and in West Palm Beach. So I, I think it's kind of trending in that direction, but... At the same time, I don't know how excited the players will be to, you know, to compete under those circumstances. But like I said, the NFL and college football, that's, I think, where most of the attention lies. That's where my attention is lying for sure. I'm a big college football guy. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I went to Northwestern. Uh, so I know the Big Ten University presidents have been meeting, have been talking about how they get this thing going. There's a lot of money on the table, not just for football, but, you know, the trickle-down effect that that has for the other sports. I mean, if football doesn't play, that TV revenue doesn't come in, then the other sports are going to be affected. So they need to get the football teams back on the field some way, somehow, and I think these universities understand that. Um, but we'll see how that plays out, too. But this edition of the podcast, I've been rambling because, frankly, to get a better audio quality, I'm going to be totally frank. I'm standing in the closet of my son's room, surrounded by his clothes, you know, so I don't I don't really have a set studio here at the house, an audio booth at the house, but this is my audio booth. I'm standing here looking at his clothes hanging in the closet. <laughs> and uh, that's what I've got going on. I'm talking about this. So it seems like I'm rambling a little bit. That's because um, I'm getting used to all these new surroundings too. So like I mentioned, episode 18 right now, talking to Rockets head coach Mike D'Antoni. We touch on this new plan involving the Disney World Complex and how this is going to work out, how it could possibly work out, what his thoughts are on that. We also talk to him about the future of his position. You know, there's so many rumors circulating while the guys haven't been playing about who's going to be the next Rockets coach. Well, there's a guy currently holding the position that still has the job, and he's a pretty good coach. And a great human being, too. So we talk about what his feelings are with the rumors swirling and if he wants to be in Houston next year because he's currently on that one-year deal. And we also touch on so many other things, the facial hair that <laughs> Matt Musil and I uh, have. So this is going to be an interesting, different type of interview. So Coach D'Antoni was a guest on our Sports Extra show on May 24th, but we had a three-way Zoom call with him 
So it was myself, Matt Musil, who was the one that put the whole thing together. So shout out to my colleague Matt for that. And Jason Bristol were all together on a Zoom video conference talking about basketball, talking about life, talking about the last dance, what he thought about that. And then uh, Mike D'Antoni's thoughts on... <laughs> Mike D'Antoni's thoughts about what we should do with the uh, new facial hair that we have. I was a little disappointed to hear what he had to say. I'm not going to lie. But anyway... Like I mentioned before, the wife likes it. My mom doesn't like it, but my wife likes it. So that's, I think, the one that 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 counts because I'm with her all the time. I'm sorry, Mom. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, here you go. Episode 18, an interview with Rockets head coach Mike D'Antoni. I hope you enjoy. My first question is, what do you think of this latest NBA plan? It sounds like you guys might be headed to Disney World. Um, I, yeah, I mean, that's great. I'm just ready to get started. I don't care where we go. Uh, and I'm sure the NBA will do a great job of trying to make it as safe as possible. And, and hopefully the competition will be good, which it will be. So, yeah, I'm excited. Just, uh, you know, when you see the end of the tunnel a little bit, you start to get your juices going back up. So, uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Coach, kind of like a two-part question here. First, what have been your feelings throughout this whole process? I mean, this is like unique nobody has ever experienced this and two what has the communication been like with the players and how ready do you feel these guys are going to be once you guys get that green light uh, you know i think well i think we'll be ready i think the nba will give us enough time to get ready uh so i'm not terrifically worried about that uh we've kept in contact every you know at least two or three times a week different people but uh some zoom calls and uh Coaches staying in contact, and uh, they're working out every day. You know, we have the experience from from lockouts where we couldn't even talk to them. There was no contact. We had no idea what kind of shape they would be in. And then they gave us like 16 or 17 days to get back and play. So this is actually going to be a lot better. They'll have plenty of time to get ready. We know they've been working out. Uh, and then uh, – so, yeah, we're just looking for the start date, and then we're ready to go. When you talk about the possibility of a shorter season, how do you take advantage of something like that? Well, you know, luckily we do have a veteran team. We have a good team. Uh, and everybody's going to start from the same place. Uh, so we think we have a good team. We have a good shot at winning as anybody else does. We just got to make sure that when we do get back, we ease into it make sure they get up to uh, ready to roll playoff time. And then we'll have to look at the format because we have no idea what it's going to look like, how many weeks or how many games before playoffs or right to play. Nobody knows. And when that comes out, we'll, we'll start planning a little differently or plan for that uh, occasion. Mike, so much has been made during this lull in the action. People are talking about the future. And, of course, people bring up the future of Mike D'Antoni. I am confident you'll be coaching in the NBA, but people are asking about if you're going to be coaching with the Rockets. You addressed this at the start of the season. What are your thoughts on that right now about all the speculation? Well, you know, first of all, you guys have way too much time on your hands. And, you know, I haven't thought about that much. I'm thinking about the team and trying to get them ready. Uh, I think it's natural that it does come up. But it's not, uh, it's not relevant right now. It's the uh, same as it would be if we're starting the playoffs. It wouldn't be relevant until after either we win the title, hopefully, or we get knocked out. And then we'll all sit down, figure it out, and then we'll go from there. But uh, 
you know, the great thing is, is the city is terrific. The team's terrific. The ownership and uh, management's terrific. So everything's good. Uh, nothing's bad. And um, we'll see where it goes. But uh, uh, right now, I think all our efforts are trying to win. And we're all trying to do that. So it's a, it's, it's a good time right now, actually, the whole team and, and uh, organization. I know how close you've been to the community here in Houston. Do you want to be back next year? I mean, this is, is this a place where yeah. you, you, you want to settle in and play and coach? Uh, maybe well, I'm going to play, too, if you want to suit up. That's fine, too. I'm, I will live here the rest of the time. So whether, whether I have to take a brief uh, jot someplace else, we'll see what happens. But uh, I want to be here, no doubt. And uh, this is a great town. And my wife, uh, you know, has really become close to the community leaders and trying to get things done. And we love being here. And uh, so, you know, what else could you ask for? Mike, have you watched any of The Last Dance? And if you have, what did you take away from, from that production? That, that we got some crazy people in this world. <laughs> but it's, uh, first of all, it was very intriguing. Uh, it was great. And, you know, one thing I hope that people, and this goes back to Phil Jackson, because that's what I was looking from a coaching angle, um, about how good, you know, it wasn't everybody talking about the triangle, you talk about this, talk about that. That's not where he, he was good at. He was good at it, but where he was excellent was how he dealt with people and how he let, you know, he gave them room. I mean, there's not too many coaches who let Robin go to Vegas and hang out for <laughs> a week right in the middle of the season. That just that wouldn't happen nowadays. You better win. If you don't win, everybody's going to get fried. So it's, uh, he was just able to do that and understood the makeup of the team, the, you know, the middle part of it and uh, let them be them and let Michael be Michael. And they just worked it, and uh, they were a great, great team. And, hey, it worked out. So, you know, you, got, you have to give them kudos. It's great. Following up on that, Mike, I want to ask you about the way you came into Houston. Things were a little disheveled. From day one, you got everyone pulling in the same direction. It was one for all, all for one. That is not an easy thing to do. I've known every coach the Rockets have had for the last 40 years. Rudy T was awesome at it. Bill Fitch was also a Hall of Famer. But how did you do that? And, and the staff moves, there are staff moves, there are player moves, but you still maintain that one-for-all, all-for-one attitude. Well, you know, it's, first of all, great talent. And, uh, you know, James and then how we went through that, you know, with Chris and uh, Russell and uh, Trevor and, We've had a lot of, you know, Clint, we've had a lot of guys that PJ, you know, I hate to leave somebody out because they're all Eric. There's all, there's everybody. And we had great pieces. Uh, Daryl did a great job of fitting all the team together that it works. You know, and I got lucky as you have to get lucky. You got, we hit upon James being a point guard. And so he really bought into that. If that wouldn't have worked, I'd have been out after six months, you know, <laughs> and I'll be gone. But, um, we hit on that. I had a hunch that would work, and it did. And then we just kind of built from there. And uh, we've had our share. It's been, but it's not as easy as I say. Every day's about, and that's what if you look at the Bulls, their thing. There's so many little decisions that affects. You know, you would think we'll make that decision. Well, it might affect the tenth guy. You go it ripples, and you just got to take an account and be able to tread you know, or walk a thin line about, you know, whether it's too much, too less. Because that's what we do all the time. We rebalance. Is James have the ball too much? Are we running too many pick and rolls? Are we shooting threes too? Are we, you know, you try to find the right blend for the whole team. 
you know, do the guys stand in the corners too much? Do they run around too much? And uh, so it's always a constant battle. That's what's fun about it. It's never the same. Every day we wake up is different, and uh, players are different. But uh, I've just been really lucky about having the organization, the, the management, the play, star players, the coaching staff, all on the same page. When you do that, then you can kind of figure it out. And we would have liked to have been more successful. Uh, I thought we had some bad luck there for one year. But, uh, you know, it's going to go. It's going to be good. If everybody's in line, it's going to be good. Then after that, uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Mike, you mentioned the last dance again there. You haven't ordered any pizza in Salt Lake City, have you? Or in Park City? <laughs> no, say there a lot. So. And I think they took a little literary uh, license there because I heard the guy came out and said, that's not true. He made it because he was excited about delivering there. So, uh, you know, it has to keep you guys in. I know your interest kind of wanes if it's just basketball. So that's throw some flavor. In. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mike, I love pulling up articles of people, maybe their first time ever in a newspaper. And I've got this one from the Raleigh Register, 1963. It has you and Danny. You've been delivering the Raleigh Register in Mullins for five years. You used to average 58 papers a day. Both are students at Mullins High School interested in sports. They plan to attend college where Mike thinks he would likely study medicine. Right, right. Kind of. Oh, yeah, that's wild because I don't even remember that at all, obviously. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'll send it to you. I do remember, do. I do remember I had a paper route, and I do remember that. Uh, that was my pinball machine money for a while. <laughs> That's the only way I could play the pinball machine was make money on the side. And then here you are, uh, Mullins Grade School. You outscored the total point production of, is it Itman? Was that another school? Itman, that's right. Yeah, you, you led the team to a 30-13 to 13 victory. You poured in 17 points, and you outscored the other team by yourself. The Mullins team had won 10 games and 11 starts. There you go. Well, you see, we had a school of about, uh, I think we were about uh, in grade school, 100 kids. They probably had a school of about 20. So, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> a big feat, you know, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's funny. That brings back some unbelievable memories. Okay, you were a stand-up basketball player, obviously, to play professional basketball as long as you did. Also, you're an avid golfer and – I understand from Jason, you're great at cornhole. So here, here's the question. With the pandemic and all, we haven't been able to do certain things. Are you more confident shooting a free throw, making a four-foot putt, or making a cornhole shot just one attempt? Right now, I'm much more comfortable probably making tuna fish salad uh, sandwiches and making eggs and uh, spaghetti and – I haven't, I haven't golfed. I haven't shot. I haven't been on a court. I do a lot of reading. Uh, so now I'm, uh, um, say I'm busy looking at film and stuff like that. You know, I'm, it's hard to, once you get in a mode of the season, once the season starts, I don't play golf and I don't do anything other than just that. And I, you know, then when the season's over, it's like, okay, basketball's done. I'm into golf or whatever. But until that time, I can't do it. I, you know, I've had people call up, let's go play some golf. I can't do it. I just can't mentally go, you know, take myself, put my mind someplace else. It doesn't work. For me, it doesn't work that way. So, Coach, what is the biggest key? Now, the NBA is going to give you some time. What is the biggest key, given the setup that you might have, whether it be in Orlando or wherever it is? What's the biggest key 
for you guys to get going right from the jump start? Uh, when, uh, because the games are going to be limited. Playoffs are going to be right there, right around the corner, you had to imagine. So what's the key for your guys? Well, you know, I'm very optimistic in the sense that I think this time off, uh, you know, James can recharge his batteries or he has recharged. Uh, Russell, same way. PJ, big time recharging. And I think Eric is in a better place now than he was two months ago coming off the injury. Probably the key for everything. Now, you know, the key is I hope Javar and Jason, our medical staff, our uh, trainers, have been working hard because they're the key right now. We'll get them back in there, and they they do a terrific job. So um, I think key to winning, obviously, James has to play with Russell on them, but I think Eric Gordon's a big key for us. And I hope this time, and uh, you know, uh, that he comes back because he has the potential to put us over the top. And I like where we are. I like what we have. And I know we have some shortcomings. We're a little with this, with that. But we match up well with everybody. And when we get in there and if we keep mentally and, you know, the key is going to be that, yeah, we'll make some mistakes. But mentally, if we can hang in there and not let, you know, a bad shot or a bad play affect us, and we're, you know, we'll dial it up. And, uh, you know, I'm, that's why I get so excited and I can't go play golf because I'm excited about getting started. Uh, we got a really good chance this year to, to make some, uh, to make a strong statement. Go ahead, Matt. All right. So here comes the facial hair question. Uh, we have, <laughs> we had some playing cards that Jason had pulled up earlier. Of course, you had the mustache and you wore a mustache as a coach. So Daniel and I, during this whole pandemic, our wives talked, isn't that correct, Daniel? My wife talked me into this. Did your wife talk you into this? Uh, I don't know if she talked me into it, but we just had our second kid. And when you're at home on paternity leave and really nothing else to do but take care of a baby, you try to experiment with the look a little bit. So I just went for it. I just went for it. And she ended up liking it. And you're wearing it so well. That's correct. Yeah, Daniel looks awesome. So here's the question. What what advice do you have for us with our newly grown facial hair? <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> okay, said, well, there's the end. That was about three weeks, honey. Thank you. <laughs> I me out of it. And uh, I'm a, I've had a beard. I've had a mustache. I've had hair down the hair. I've gone through the whole thing. So, guys, it's, it's better just being a little clean shaven and, a little tight up here, and let's go for it. But that's with age. As you get older, when you're young, do do that. Do what you got to do. It's great. It's all good. I'm hey. with you, Mike. I'm I'm with you. I got the clean and yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you you mentioned age. Uh, you and I are the guys that are over fifty. Well, we're way over fifty. But uh, <laughs> are you concerned about? You know, we're in that risk area. The age wise, you know, people have talked about that. If you had concerns of that when everyone gets together? Not really, because, you know, the way, you know, I've been following a lot. Everybody's at risk. And whether it's you personally, you might be okay, but then you go home and, you know, you're carrying stuff to people that might not be okay. So it's going to be safe for everybody. And yeah, I'm, I know the NBA will do a great job and I'm not worried about that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, jumping at the bit to get back. Let's go. Let's get it going. And just be as safe as you can. I'm not afraid of it. And I don't think anybody should be afraid of it, but they should be cautious and wear a mask and, you know, think about the other person and, and do the best you can do. And then, you know, you have to live your life. you got to do what you do. But uh, that's what the NBA knows, that there are players at risk. There are 
players' families at risk. There's trainers at risk. There's coaches at risk. Everybody's at risk. So they'll do a great job at, at the best they can. On that note, guys, I think we'll wrap it up. Mike, so much. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We know you've got some things to do. You've got some studying. You've got some video to study. And uh, we appreciate you hanging yeah, out I with us. Spaghetti sauce right now. So you guys are really <laughs> oh. Well, can't wait to see you again at Toyota Center. It's going to be fun when you guys get yeah. going. Or whenever. Whenever you guys do. We'll come see oh, you. It's going to be fun. This should be. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to see what they come up with in this little this year. Because I think there's going to be some creative things that come out of it. It should be fun for the fans. Great competition. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, hey, out of things that are bad, great things happen. So maybe we'll get some good stuff and good content for you guys. Are you concerned about microphones picking up everything now without crowd noise? <laughs> It'll be, I predict, will be at least two coaches <laughs> fired because either their star players cuss them out or, they're, uh, or they'll go, what do you think, coach? I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, well, there'll be a few of us fired. <laughs> Thanks, Mike, for your time. Take care. Stay safe. Thanks, Mike. <laughs>